Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people every single month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. As the times change, we have to consider many different options to tackle the problems that we're faced with in healthcare and resources dwindle. We've got to look at other options. That's why today I'm so excited to introduce our guest. His name is Aaron Oliker. He's a co-founder at Bio Digital Incorporated. Aaron is an entrepreneur. 3D animator, programmer, and academic working in the field of medical visualization and 3D simulation. Aaron founded his first medical visualization company called CyberFiber Incorporated in 2000. He's got over a decade of experience, close to two decades of experience in this area. And so I'm privileged to really highlight some of Aaron's work here with him. He's been a pioneer in a new paradigm in the field of medical and surgical education. His current focus is the advancement of new features and applications using the BioDigital Human platform. And it's a thrill to be able to welcome you to the podcast, Aaron. Glad you could join us. Thank you, Sal. It's a real pleasure and honor to be here. Uh, I can't believe it's been uh, two decades in the field, uh, but things are evolving and I'm very happy to have this opportunity to speak with you. It's a pleasure. And Aaron, you know, you are a pioneer. You've been in this before it was even a popular thing to do. And now companies are starting to look at 3D visualization as a true option for doing more with less. What is it that's kept you in the game for so long? I think the game is always evolving, as you say. Things are getting cheaper. Technology keeps improving. And I'm I'm such a, a techno nerd and, a, and, a, and a, like an anatomy nerd. And, and these are the things I really love. And, you yeah. know, I wake up, I can do it whenever. It's, it, it's like a video game to me, but it helps people. So I just love the tech and I, and I love the fact that we're doing something positive that improves a person's health. So that's just my motivating factor, I guess, for to keep doing it. It's just selfish enjoyment <laughs> at the most basic level. That's so awesome. And listeners, if if there's a partner that you want to work with, it's somebody that is willing to do what they do for fun, for their own reasons that just tend to dovetail into what you're doing. BioDigital's, their team over there, Aaron and his team have had the privilege of working with some of the largest organizations in healthcare, 
including Boston Scientific, Novartis, GlaxoSmithKline, just to name a few. And so I always love to understand the genesis of it all, Aaron. I know you love this stuff, but what is it that got you into healthcare to begin with? I think the most basic level for me, again, is, you know, my sister was a physician and she actually got ill. She had MS when she was about 27 years old. She was a, a mm-hmm. resident and I was a 3D animator at the time, just starting out learning myself. I'm a little younger than her. And, and just, just to see her get sick and all these things and all these questions that came up in our minds, I said, I wanted to do something in healthcare with my ability in 3D. And, and that's kind of what led me on this path. I got very lucky and I met a surgeon who wanted to do animations. And it mm-hmm. turned out that was the first surgical animation that was ever done. We started our work at NYU in 1999 for a charity called Smile Train. And uh, that was the very beginning of, of my work in this industry. Super cool, man. And Aaron, you know, I'm a firm believer that coincidence, I don't know if there's such a thing, you know, when you're, when you're properly aligned and focused, these things do tend to happen. Now, you've been in this business just short of 20 years. What do you think a hot topic that needs to be on every medical leader's agenda today is, and how are you guys approaching it at BioDigital? So I, I think the real hot topic right now that's on people's agenda is what's going on with augmented reality and virtual reality and how that's affecting uh, medicine and uh, for especially device companies, pharmaceutical companies, hospitals. I just came from a conference in Berlin, a medical executive leadership conference for a pharma and device. And I, I did a presentation on what the direction of augmented reality is in, in medicine. And it seems to be something that's very interesting to a lot of the big companies out there, everybody, including the institutions as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really want to understand where this is going. I feel like it's, it's like the mobile technology of uh, the early 2000s. And I think that's where it's going. So I think that's the big hot topic right now. I think it's going to change a lot of things. That, that's pretty interesting, Aaron. And, you know, we've had several guests on the show come talk to us about augmented reality and virtual reality and the applications being, you know, hey, you know, there's fellowship and, and resident training. There's company sales rep and clinical training. There's a lot of applications that, that technology could be useful for. Can you take us down maybe what you think the top two or three areas that our listeners could apply this tool to? Yeah, definitely. It's education is number one, education mm-hmm. and communication. And that's what basically what our product does. Just to take you back a couple of steps, our product, the Biodigital Human, has is probably the biggest library of 3D interactive assets on mm-hmm. the planet. We literally have, we're building out, we built out every nerve, every vessel, every vein, every bone, what have you. And we're building out every disease state and disease condition. And you can interact with it in hmm. 3D, like a Google Earth or the human body. And what we're doing now with That's augmented cool. reality is we're taking it into the real space. Like if you use like a hot, like some people um, use it with like Pokemon and you're just overlaying something onto uh, your field of view. Let's say you have a smartphone and you're just looking at something and there's like a filter there. But what we do is we use more advanced headsets and you're able, actually able to walk around and inspect and interact with the body, at, which is life-size. So I think it's a game changer, meaning where you can look at the body and go through a procedure and and have a surgical view where it would have been impossible before unless you're in an OR or in a certain scenario. So I think it's great for education, for sales. I think it's, it's also very powerful because it's something people haven't really seen done well before. 
And now you're able to see the body and look at it from any angle and, and look into it. And it's like right in front of you, like it would be if you were in a in an operating room or an exam table. So I think it, it's going to have a very powerful effect once it's in wide distribution with good equipment. That's pretty awesome, Aaron. So as as a customer, whether it be institutional or even maybe an individual, do you guys offer it to both, just one or the other? And how do they how do they access your platform? So our platform is a cloud based platform. Uh-huh. So you can access it literally on on any device. You can go online and just log in and have access to the entire human body and look up pretty much any disease state or condition known to man and see it in 3D. And the same goes for mobile. So our platform is really device and operating system agnostic. So you should be able to access it from any device or any type of uh, system you're using that's awesome. And and so as far as, as users, is it institutional users only and then that you access it through your institution or, or can you get it as an individual too? So the Biodigital Human is, like I said before, it's a cloud-based platform. So anyone can access it. You can be a third grader and get on and explore the body. Nice. The really exciting thing about what we do is we integrate into other people's systems. So we have an, an application programming interface and a software development kit. So if you're like oh, a school cool. or a student or something, you yeah. can go on to the Biodigital Human and explore it like you would like a Google Maps. Amazing. Um, and just like, if you're like me and you're like an anatomy geek or a tech geek and you want to just <laughs> you know, just mess around and, and look, you can look and look up everything. You can see the beating heart and dissect the heart. I'll look up AFib, what BFib is. Wow. Or you can, if you're, and the way we work with device companies and clients, is yeah. a lot of times they will integrate our system into their website or they'll gotcha. have us add their CAD files to our system. And you can visualize how devices work inside the body. You can create a procedure for you. So you can see a procedure step by step. You can see how the device affects the body. You can create error pathways. If you're a pharmaceutical client, or a pharmaceutical, we develop mechanism of action, but it's interactive. It's not just an animation. You can rotate it. You can interact with it. You can test it. You can test people on it. And that's essentially how it's used, where we do different types of configurations, whether you're uh, you're configuring for you know an MOD or you're, you have a new device or you're doing training or something along those lines. We customize the system to whatever the client's need is, and they can disperse it internationally on all devices and in multiple languages for all their different users, whoever that target audience might be. That's super powerful, Aaron, super powerful. And, and to know that the base of the technology exists kind of like the, like you said, right, the Google earth for the human body. And then when companies or providers or anybody wants to make use of it, they just go reach out to you guys. And then you guys find a way through APIs and SDKs or whatever get access to what you guys are doing to make it applicable to their particular needs. Right. Very much so. And and a lot of times what we want to do is make it cheaper and easier for people to get access. Like you said, people have less resources and less time and things are always getting more demanding. So think of it like almost like a Lego set and you have all these different building blocks. And so if you wanted to just do something yourself, you know, you wanted to storyboard something or, or just add a condition to a website it's very easy just to come in and, you know, like a YouTube movie in it, you can embed mm-hmm. it into a website or into a mobile application. Or if you need something more complicated, we definitely do a lot of different complex projects for enterprise projects for, for large institutions and organizations. 
That is outstanding. Now, you guys are doing a lot to improve outcomes uh, in this way. Is there one particular thing that sticks out, Aaron, as something that has been just amazing that you guys have uh, accomplished? Yeah, you know, there are several great projects that we've worked on and a couple come to mind. One is the Outcome Health Project. You know, it's wall boards that people use at point of care for Mm -hmm. patient education. And essentially what, what happens with these wall boards, it's they're in doctor's offices and the doctors speak to the patients. And right now that technology was embedded into 50,000, I think it's 50,000 doctor's offices around Amazing. the country. It's not just that one client, but, but several different clients that yes. use it to that in that capacity. And you hear the testimonials and it's amazing. So better, if you think of it as like a point of care application, a 3D technology is very powerful because the better you can communicate with your patient population and they really truly understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. the more likely it is for them to, to take that advice and regimen to heart. So you're going to get better patients because they really they understand why, the why they, they should, they're not just talking at the patient, they're talking to the patient in yes. a way that the patient understands. And that's, it's extremely powerful. So for a point of care, we find this is one of the most powerful usages of our technology to really connect with the patient, alleviate their anxiety, to really communicate them about what's happening inside their body in a way that's very quick and easy to understand, really efficient, and in something that can affect their behavior, which is probably the most important part. Yeah, that's super critical. And for those of you listening that are providers looking for ideas to take your practice and outcomes to the next level, I think this is a really great education and communication tool, as, as Aaron described it, to help patients really understand and level set with providers at the point of care. Aaron, how about on the other side of this? Uh, have you had a, a setback in your journey? And what did you learn from that setback that you could share with the listeners? Oh, there's, there's always a setback, uh, many <laughs> setbacks. I think one of the biggest things I can say is, is just before we had a platform, we really did a lot of one-off projects that were very expensive to create, very expensive to maintain. And that's what led us to this. And I say it's a failure because it drove us to some difficult times because we, we really needed, it was just so hard to maintain many different applications that were so different. And we spread ourselves kind of thin as a result of that. And what we did, you know, the positive thing as a result of this kind of failure to create a more consistent, to have a system and, and have these one-off projects is to create the BiDigital platform was born out of that, that failure to have that consistency where you're trying to reduce costs really and create something that's, that's very high quality for all clients and, and like easy to maintain. So the failure, I guess, was just not having that consistency in technology, which is very difficult to do. It's a learning process, I guess. Yeah. So you guys went through the pain of having to figure this out, going from individual projects that were expensive, tough to maintain. And then you sort of hit this point in the road where you're like, we got to fix this. And that's when the BioDigital platform was born. What is it that makes the BioDigital platform so, I guess, able to serve so many customers? Because you guys serve a ton of customers. It was a technological evolution that made it possible. In about 2010, we wanted this to happen. We knew we were kind of struggling with the way the system was. Mm -hmm. And in 2011, WebGL came out. WebGL 
like the graphics card because of games, the graphics card yes. started improving in the computers and mobile technology really started improving. In about 2011, WebGL came out where you didn't need a plugin because before you had to, the reason you had to maintain all these different graphics cards and, and all these different things and the big companies like Apple, like Google and Firefox got behind putting 3D in a browser. And so what that allowed us to do was, was just focus focus on on delivering 3D like you didn't have to download anything you didn't have to have certain drivers all that type of crazy gotcha. stuff that happened a decade before and now because of that it was just say okay let's mm. just focus on making awesome content let's just focus on making one really great engine and that's what we did the more focused the more you can kind of narrow how much how many technical things you have to do the better the outcome is that's so cool and I appreciate you walking us through that, Aaron. You know, it's been an evolution. And folks, like I was telling you before, you know, if you're looking to partner with somebody in 3D, Aaron and his team literally have been around the block and back several times. <laughs> and they've seen an entire shift in our ability to access technology as it sits today, even in the actual browser. So take a look at what they, they have to offer. Uh, their website is biodigital.com. They've got some pretty cool demos available there. Aaron, this has been a blast to walk through. If you had to say right now, and one of the most exciting focus areas in your company is today, what is that? Yeah, I think like I mentioned before, it's the augmented reality in our expanding library. Hmm. What we're doing right now is just very exciting. It's something that I'm leading and I'm really enjoying every minute of it just because you're taking something from a flat screen, just like put things in the browser and now you're taking it out of the computer and putting it into like a real space. And I think that's going to, it's super exciting and it's a real experience. So I'm very excited where everything's headed on that front. Yeah. And let's just take a, a little glimpse at the med device piece of this. You know, folks, if you're looking to use augmented reality, you buy yourself a pair of, of those glasses. Let's just say on the high end, they cost you five, 600 bucks and you, you're able to provide your sales force, your clinical people with training from home. And they don't have to fly, you don't have to get them hotels. All of this is, is gonna save a bundle with technologies like the one Aaron is talking to us about. So if you're not excited about this, I think it's time to learn a little bit more because it is truly an exciting time and we're turning around the corner of some excellent efficiencies. Aaron, would you add anything else to that? Yeah, you know, and, and not just at home, but just like conferences, people eat it up. It's really great just to, for, for on the sales end, um, one of our med device clients that uses it was telling me that, you know, they really, once you have that, one of these headsets on their people, they're not going to, you're not going to run away that easily. It's, it's <laughs> it, you, you really get a good conversation going. So it really does lead to some good, great conversations with, with prospects and whatnot if you're doing the sales on, on that conferences. So that's another great way to use it for sales. So awesome. Yeah. So, so, so many great applications. So if you haven't started thinking about this, I would add this question to your arsenal of, of potential problem solving questions. How can I use 3D? How can I use augmented reality as part of a solution to my problem? So Aaron, time flies when you're having fun, getting close to the end here. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful business in medicine. The 101 of Aaron Oliker. And so we're gonna, we're gonna build a syllabus here, four questions, lightning round style, followed by a book sure. that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yeah. 
Awesome. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? It's to stay focused. I think it's to have the best communication possible with your patients. And that means really great communication. If you can communicate well with your patients, if you can communicate well with the surgeons that you're training, with your clinical staff, you're going to have great outcomes. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Spreading yourself too thin, trying to do too much in too many areas. If you end up doing nothing well, jack of all (laughs) trades and a master of none. So I'd say it's really important to stay focused and to really master one thing at a time at the very least. Love that. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite all the constant change? You work really hard. You really have to stay on top of technology. You really have to stay on top of what's going on and have a great team. I think the other thing is is just love what you do. It sounds like kind of a corny, cheesy thing to say, but uh, to really stay on top of it, to really work hard, you got it. You got to enjoy it. So that'd be my answer. Love that. What's one area of focus that should drive everything in a healthcare company? Outstanding experience for the end user. I think the more you focus on creating a really fantastic experience, easy to understand, just intuitive and natural, I think you're going to be successful. Love that. And finally, Aaron, what book would you recommend to our listeners? A great book that I like. It's more of a business book, but it's, mm-hmm. it's Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. It's nice. the Nike story. Love that. Have you read Oh, yeah. Oh, yet? man, it is so good. Yeah, and you just listen to the struggles he goes through. So it's an incredible book and fun to read. I got a lot out of it. read it a couple times. Folks, so, uh, I'd great, recommend that book. Great recommendation by Aaron there. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Incredible story, inspiring, much like Aaron's story and, and the path that he has taken and now where where his technology and, and him and his team are taking this. So if you have any questions about today's interview, you could go to outcomesrocket.health slash biodigital, B-I-O digital. And you're going to be able to find all of the show notes, the transcript, as well as links to the resources discussed here today. Aaron, if you can, just leave us with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. Yeah, my closing thought would be that it's a really exciting time in medicine and technology. All these different technologies are converging to create better experiences for education, for physicians. And it's just, it's really a lot of fun. And if anybody wants to check out what's going on with the body, it's, it's uh, like our system's constantly evolving. Please check out the site. It's free to just get on and and look at it. So I highly recommend just going on and taking a look at at some of the stuff we have to offer. I really appreciate that. Outstanding, Aaron. Absolutely. So take that call to action, folks. Go to biodigital.com and check out the platform that they're offering here. And again, Aaron, just want to thank you for carving out some time for us to discuss this innovation. And we're excited to uh, stay in touch with you. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, Outcomes Rocket friends. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast once again. As a leader in healthcare, you have big ideas, great products, a story to tell, and are looking for ways to improve your reach and scale your business. However, there's one tiny problem. Healthcare is tough to navigate and the typical sales cycle is slow. That's why you should consider starting your own podcast as part of your sales and marketing strategy. At the Outcomes Rocket, I've been able to reach thousands of people every single 
a month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing, and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast.